Benny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Ten minutes past nine is your time. About time I came on there. And we're on till ten. So a little bit shy of an hour of the best radio you've ever heard. I won't put any money on it, but, you know. Sounds all right, doesn't it? Um... Coming up, we look at this week's news and sort of slightly, I always find Sunday nights a bit melancholic. So we look at a comedy angle on things to put a little smile on our cheeky little faces. Uh, You can get involved in the show. My name is Vinnie White, if that matters to you. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter and... Am I on Instagram? No, can't be bothered. Don't think it works for radio. You don't want to see me. Just imagine a sort of normal-looking bloke. Um... How would you describe me, Elliot, for those sort of normal-looking, aren't I? Just a sort of bulk-standard generic man. I would, I would give yourself more credit than that. Mm. Um, so special about put me. headphones on here. I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, you have, you have a slight tan, am I wrong? I mean, Yeah, but that's a passing feature. That's not a, a permanent feature, is it? I've, I've almost felt like you've been tan year-round. Is that... It's because I don't really like winter and I keep disappearing to Central America. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Do you yes. remember when I wasn't here for ages? Yes, that's yeah. right. So I, I like not being here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like being here when it's hot, though. Yes. Elliot, if you're interested, by the way, is... Uh, I would say you have a defining feature and it's oh. the beautiful dome of a head. Yes. Mm. You look a bit like the spherical thing at the uh, Ontario Place. I haven't been there in a long time. Nor has anyone. I'll tell you that. In fact, I was there today. I think that's why it's in my brain. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was there. I was out on uh, my friend's boat. Oh, cool. Yeah. Obviously, I don't like him, but he's got a boat. You got to... I mean, what do you want? You fake the friendship to get on the boat. Exactly. I can't stand the guy. But again, (laughs) he's got a boat. Uh, Yeah, I was down there. Is it essentially, if you've never been there, it's a harbour, Ontario Place. It's also um, a failed project, which I believe it used to be a theme park. Now it looks very much like Chernobyl. Gorgeous part of uh, the waterfront. Well done on the waterfront, Toronto. Lovely job. Made a great use of it. Definitely didn't overdevelop. And uh, isn't it great that you can walk along the whole thing? Oh, sorry, you can't. I know. I shouldn't criticise this beautiful town, which has embraced me with such a warm hug. But you have slightly messed up the old waterfront. But it was nice. I'm not moaning. I was out on a boat today. It's gorgeous. Looking back at town and uh, splashing about. It was warm, wasn't it? So I've had a lovely little day. And... Um, and now it's time for a quality radio show, or at least a radio show. If you want to get involved, 416-872-1010. You can text the show on 71010. You can also um, press star and then talk. So star 8255. Same thing. Either way, it comes through, and you can get chatting with me if you so feel the need. Um, I'm going to start this week looking at a woman that's uh, really done something rather amazing, I think. And she, I'm really hoping she's listening. After more than seven years and thousands of kilometres spent in the saddle, a British pony breeder uh, made a stop in Canada's capital this week. Megan Lewis, 65, has been horseback riding around the world since 2008. So it had to be a woman, because imagine your testicles if, if a fellow tried that. Well, there wouldn't be any. Just two flat little, you know, saucers. Uh, originally from the UK, Lewis began her journey in China just after the end of... Uh, the Beijing Olympics. Her original plan was to spend four years travelling from the Great Tip, um, sorry, from the Great Wall, not the Great Tip. The Great Tip is uh, is Ontario Place. <laughs> See what I did? Because it's a uh, 
Okay. Um, so yeah, she's uh, she moved from the Great Great Wall to London. So that four years between the Olympics, and she wanted to rock up in London for the 2012 Olympics, which she did. And then she thought, hang on a minute, this is all going rather well. So she carried on, and now her plan is to go across Canada. Um, well, she's already doing that. She's just let. I think she might be in town. I don't know. I tried to track her down, but her blog's not up to date. Uh, last record was in, in Ottawa a few days ago. So I'm presuming she's probably on her way. She might be in Kingston. Who knows? I don't know. But if you're listening, then uh, lovely to have you, Megan Lewis. And I do wish you the greatest of your journey. She's going to carry on and um, get to Windsor and then head across the state. She's going from coast to coast, across Canada into America and across an entire coast. So she'll, by the time she's finished that, she'll be pretty much um, have travelled the entire world on a horse which, according to the Guinness Book of Records, no-one's ever done, so good for her. Let's hear a little bit from her and see how she's getting on. Well, it's an epic journey that began more than seven years ago and has taken one woman across the globe. She's trekked more than 16,000 kilometres, all of it on horseback, and become the first person to cross Europe and Asia on horseback. Now the 66-year-old retired school teacher has a new goal, to conquer North America. CTV's Annie Bergeron-Oliver has her story. For more than seven years, Megan Lewis has been riding out her dream, travelling the globe by horsepower. It's a very good way to get to know a country, and you, you really do see a lot more of a country, I think, on horseback. We're now on the defending side of the wall, although actually it seems to be much higher on this side than the other. In 2008, Lewis hit the trail on a four-year journey across Asia and Europe, from the end of the Great Wall of China to the Irish coast. My children think I'm mad, but uh, they're not surprised. <laughs> oh, no. This horrible old saddle coming. Now she's saddling up on a new adventure with her horse, Lady. Yeah, it's a good girl. She's a bit of a character, this one, but she loves bananas. Together, the duo is walking the Trans-Canada Trail from Newfoundland to Windsor. The goal? To dismount on the U.S. West Coast next year. I've probably done, across Eurasia, I think it'll be about 8,000 miles. So um, with, with Canada now, I'll probably be getting on for about 10,000. The days are long with rides up to 25 miles. But she's breaking the trip up. Every three months, the horse gets a rest and Lewis visits her family in Wales. And I need those to catch up on stuff at home and also to plan the next bit because it's, you know, it's quite a huge venture in the sense that um, um, it needs a tremendous amount of planning. The voyage hasn't always been easy with broken bones and bruises along the way. Lewis says her time on horseback has been worth it, especially given the memories it's created. When we were riding across China, um, people kept asking us if we were a circus. <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Annie Bergeron-Oliver, CTV News. Oh, best of luck to her. So if you're in town, Megan, uh, welcome along. And uh, I don't know where you keep your horse downtown. I, I, the police get away with it, so there must be somewhere. But she, doesn't she sound horsey? There's a sort of a horsey sound to people. Because she's actually Welsh, and Welsh people should sound more like this. They've been riding my horse for the HS. It's been a long week, but it's gone all right. But she doesn't sound in the least bit Welsh. She sounds English. And she sounds English horsey. Yeah, it's been it's been lovely. If you want to do English horsey, by the way, just pop a bit of cotton wool in there. And you know, I say this almost jokingly. Do you know when they do um, when they teach Hollywood stars to learn English RP, receive pronunciation? So you know, Downton Abbey type stuff. They say that if you want to learn how to speak English, so to speak, you put cotton wool in your mouth. And she's very cotton woolly, so. 
jolly good work, Megan, and I, I do wish you the best of luck travelling across the world on a, on a lovely horse, on your lovely horse called Lady. Lady, by the way, she said that eats bananas. I'm not sure if uh, you're not riding a monkey or maybe a couple of monkeys in a, in a pantomime horse outfit. Uh, while on the road, Lewis uh, fundraises for her husband's organisation Challenge Aid. The charity works with children in the slums of Nairobi, Kenya. So a fantastic cause. I checked out a blog, actually, and her last entry, as I said, was in Ottawa a few days ago. And uh, she probably is in Toronto by now. Uh, good luck on your onward trip to Windsor. Just a note, by the way, Megan, if, if you cross through Detroit, don't be surprised if you come out on foot on the other end. Yeah, that is an expensive looking horse. And I'm pretty sure you're not packing. So I don't know if I don't know if lady packs, but I'm pretty sure not. So uh, you might want to gallop through Detroit. I was in Windsor actually this week, um, and that's all I've got to say on it. <laughs> it's it's sort of the most unremarkable town I've ever been to. I was, I was thinking on the train on the way back. I wonder what I can say about Windsor because usually I like to get a story out of everywhere I've been. I have absolutely nothing. It's like a non-place. The only thing I can say about it was it was so unremarkable that it was remarkable. Like Saturday morning, I had lunch in Windsor, I think we'll call it the high street, the downtown. It, you could fire a cannon and no one would notice. I thought there'd been a bomb scare. It was absolutely, I mean, no wonder they call is it wrong to call it the anus? If you're listening in Windsor, by the way, great town. And uh, if you're listening outside Windsor. Everything I just said. Um, Chinese firms send 6,400 employees on a French holiday. Yes. News from China this week. A Chinese company, the Tien's Group, that Tien's, I think it's pronounced, the Tien's Group. They've got all kinds of business interests in the Tien's Group. It's tourism, trade, cosmetics. They do pretty much everything. Um, they've paid for 6,400 of its employees to go on a four-day holiday, vacation, to France. The biggest tour group to visit the country was welcomed in the uh, southernmost uh, resort of, of Nice, of course, uh, this weekend. The Tien's group president, Li Jinwang, uh, booked up 140 hotels in Paris. 140. And more than that's 4,700 rooms. And some, some more rooms in Cannes and uh, Monaco as well. Their, their vacation included a private viewing of the Louvre, and a mass visit to the uh, Moulin Rouge cabaret show. I, I think it had to do more than one show. 6,000, 6,400 people. Six, yeah, 6,400 people. On Friday, Guinness World Records inspectors watched the group line up on the beach to break the record for the longest human phrase, human man-made phrase, which I, I read this thinking, oh, that's exciting. So what they did, they, they all put on various coloured hats and stood in, a, in an order um, to spell out some words, as I say, the, the longest human-made phrase. Bit of a waste of time. Got to be honest. The phrase. You think, if you're going to do that, say something revolutionary. You know, try or do the website you are aware of a charity or something. You know, spell out amnestyinternational.org. But no, they put... So bad. The longest phrase made by humans ever this, this weekend was, Tian's dream is nice... In the Cote d'Azur, it's just rubbish. I think it was. A, I think it's an attempt at a pun. Yeah, because nice, and they were in Nice, same spelling. I know the pun's always great when you have to explain it. The Tian's dream is nice in the Cote d'Azur. 
It's just crap, isn't it? It's just like that's the that's <laughs> that's the best we could do to make the longest phrase. That TN's dream is nice in the coat to us all. Should be in the Guinness Book of Records for the most effort gone into a frankly weak and pathetic pun. Uh, the tourists have hired 146 buses to drive them around for the duration of their holiday. Do you think Bell Media might do this for you and me, Elliot? I'd, I'd love it. Be all right, wouldn't it? We'd put a lot of effort in. We'd probably work harder than the employees for the Tians Group in China. Look at me, I'm standing up. Do you think? I never sit down during the show, do I? You are standing the entire time. Blood, sweat and tears. And uh, a lot of cod's wallop. Um, yeah, I'd like that. That'd be good. I mean, obviously, you know, they'd only send the best of the best if they were going to send us to Paris, Elliot. Which means we'd probably end up in Paris, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Paris, Ontario? There is one, by the way. It's between um, London, Ontario, even more confusingly, and, uh, and here. And I looked it up because I was quite interested. A friend of mine said she was going to Paris, Ontario. So I looked it up. And I thought, why did they call it Paris, Ontario? I presume, you know, they've got a, a Seine River or perhaps they've got some sort of, you know, attempt at an Eiffel Tower. And the reason they called it Paris, on Paris, the Paris, Ontario, was because there's a lot of gypsum in the area which makes plaster of Paris. So they called Paris, Ontario, Paris. I, I don't know if they had a meeting when they were naming it going, you don't think we'll be confused with anywhere else. Is there another Paris? Is there another Paris? <laughs> Vinny, did you know that Kitchener used to be known as Berlin? I did not know that. No. Yes, they changed their name to Kitchener um, during the World War. I believe there was a general Kitchener, wasn't there? I think so. Yeah, I think there was. So we had Berlin, Paris, and London. They just call it the Kitch, don't they? I, I think so. I, haven't, yeah. I don't think I've been there in a long time. Saying Kitchener-Waterloo is far too much like hard work, so they call it the Kitch. I'm from the Kitch. There's a place in southern England called Chichester, and they call it the Chai. Doesn't even work. Doesn't even work. I'm from the Chile. Um, so there you go. I'd love to uh, see that meeting on why they named it Paris Ontario. If you ever end up in Paris Ontario, I think you can pass it fairly quickly. There's not much to it really. I know it's Paris. I'd rather. No offence. I'm really criticising the whole of Ontario today. I better say something really positive just to back all this up. I've slagged off Windsor, Paris, and I was quite rude about Toronto's waterfront. Um, okay. Uh, you're really nice people, and I like it here a lot. Must do, been here for nine years. And the weather, albeit a bit dodgy during the winter, gorge now, absolutely gorge. Good restaurants, Uber's here, so that's good, forward thinking. Uh, loads of money and tech, and Rob Ford's not here, so all round a bonus. Let's celebrate Timmins. Shall we? Yeah, let's just... Uh... Really? No, I was, I was, I was kidding. <laughs> Because the word celebrating Timmins is hard. It's like celebrating cancer. Sorry, I've done it again. Oh, stop it, Homer Vinny. Shania Twain, well, before she left. Homer for... Shania Twain, and we did something on this when I was on, on covering Mike Bullard once. It, it had, and I used past tense intentionally, the Shania Twain Museum. Yes. Never made any money. Now gone, as far as I know. Weirdly, no one thought I might drive five hours to see the Shania Twain Museum, including some of her dresses worn in her Las Vegas shows. It's actually eight hours from Toronto. Is it? Yeah, I've been. So I can, I can vouch for Eight this. hours. Eight hours. I mean, if it was one and you were really bored and a big Shania fan, maybe. Eight. eight. Oh, I'm thinking of, um, what am I thinking maybe of? Maybe Sudbury. Yeah, when you get to I'm Sudbury, that's the halfway point. Bloody hell. At that point, there should be a giant roundabout in Sudbury saying, I know you've given up. 
U-turns accepted. Please fill up and bugger off. But play some poor K bingo. That's what they play in um in Sudbury. Oh no, now I'm slagging off Sudbury. Elliot, stop I making th- me criticise the whole of Ontario. I think I may have gotten us into this one. Right, let's be really positive about everywhere in Ontario. Ontario, it's yours to discover. A great land full of varieties of towns from the capital, Ottawa, and its bustling market area. It's fantastic parliament buildings in a neo-Gothic style. Downtown Toronto with the spooky spaceship of Town Hall and the amazing Sky Tower, once the tallest tower in the world. A beautiful waterfront and lots of restaurants. And that's just two of the towns in Ontario. Yours to discover. Did that balance it a little bit? Not really. While I've got that voice on, actually, I'm just going to use it and just go straight into my usual advert. MrPhotoCanvas.com. Do you need a canvas for your house? Then why not use Canada's, arguably, I think, cheapest and definitely best canvas print service? MrPhotoCanvas.com. Wedged that in, didn't I? Right, when we come back, I know this sounds really boring, but I promise it won't be. We're going to talk about the UK election. Stop it. Don't tune out. Don't move to Sudbury or Timmins. Stay with me. It's going to be an interesting take. There's some great stories out of the UK this week. And we'll look at the UK election and compare it to Canada's beautiful uh, parliamentary system and election. And also we'll talk about people stealing wind chimes. Why would you do that? You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Just checking the old Facebook page. And uh, I've had those awful moments when I realised that I was looking through my own photos. Terribly egotistical though it was. I was just checking. I sort of wanted to know what you could see because I just got an email from someone saying I was good looking. I think it was my mum. It's Mother's Day. She always gives back. Um, But yeah. So I was just looking at the photographs that you're looking at on Facebook. And I thought, I mean, we all think this occasion, don't we? I thought, I'm definitely older than I was. There's a few lines, a few creases, and so much nasal hair that I've bought one of those trimmers. Bush trimmers. That'll fix it. Um, UK election news. What? Everyone's tuned out. Oh, great. So David Cameron and his merry men, and occasional women, uh, the Conservatives, won a slim majority in the United Kingdom election this week, uh, which means you don't have to learn the name of uh, the new guy, because there is no new guy. If you're doing a pub quiz, you know, and it comes up, the UK PM is the same smug, shiny-faced, robotic man that we've had the last few years. He's got a few more seats in Parliament. Not that he needs them. He's not a fatty. Do you know he eats a hot dog with a knife and fork? Isn't that the most British thing ever? I know. David Cameron, if you haven't seen him, by the way, he's much like Stephen Harper although his hair's not made out of plastic. Also, he hasn't pushed through an unwanted bill that gives an absurd amount of power to the government in the name of terrorism, which came about because one man with a gun lost his marbles in Parliament. That's another thing. Um, David Cameron is set to stay in the UK, which is great news if you're a banker. Uh, bad, bad news if you're a nurse. Uh, it's arguable. It's arguable. I don't know. I just, I, I'm always, I'm very worried about how pro banker, pro banker's bonuses and bailouts he's been. 
and that doesn't seem to be changing. The NHS, the National Health Service in, in the United Kingdom, is struggling a bit. But the banks, um, which, like it or not, do make up where most of Britain's money comes from now. Britain, yeah, we make a mini, sort of. It's sort of owned by BMW. Bit of Rolls-Royce engines. And that's about it. There's a bit of wool. I think Burberry. No, Burberry just moved to Asia. We don't really make anything in the United Kingdom anymore, apart from money. Um, so you do kind of need the banks. It's, I do understand that it's a bit awkward, the whole thing. I just don't know if they should be paid that much. Uh, but the bankers are going to be looked after, um, like a single woman in her 40s looking after a cat. Hmm? They can't do anything wrong, basically. Bankers will be stroked and fed overpriced food. He's in power. What would it sound like if he could rap? Thank you, thank you. We've been recording the music video and it goes like this. I'm hardcore and I know the score and I am disgusted by the poor and my chums matter more because we are the law and I've made sure we're ready for class war. Taking money from the man who works long hours, giving power to the tycoon in the glass towers. That is why I can look you in the eye and say this is the party of the mother We don't care about the mother suckers because this is the party of the mother And no, I don't think that's a dirty word. So let the beat drop. I come here with flows right from the top. Everybody knows if you work in a shop, we won't help you. And do you know what? People rising from the bottom to the top has got to stop. We have the bravery to bring back slavery. Working in a supermarket is just the start of it. My friends, there is no job at the end of it. You will be working for your benefits forever. Let me get this off my chest saying, yes, we are selling the NHS and we'll give you less. And that is just for starters. Even after privatizing sticking plasters, it is a social disaster that makes our hearts beat faster. Now, I am your master. The last thing this country needs is us, the conservatives, worse than the alternative. We don't care if you're driven to despair. Don't you dare say it's not fair. I'm not saying it's not funny. It is for me. I've got loads of money. This is the party of the mother the country is run. For me and my mothers, this is the party of the mother We just don't care about the mother suckers. David Cameron there. A whole host of talents. And Stephen Harper can play the piano. Whatever. David Cameron can rap like a bad boy. Uh, cut up and released on the web by Cassette Boy. That was Cameron's conference rap. We like Cassette Boy a lot. So, yeah, he's in power. I don't know what it means. Does it mean much? Not that much, really. Um, it meant a lot to one dude in Scotland, though, who scooped $300,000, the equivalent of $300,000, from an election bet on a Tory majority. Yeah, a guy in Glasgow bet $50,000 equivalent on the Conservatives winning a majority in the general election and pocketed $300,000. Who puts a 50 grand bet down? Like, you've already, I, I think you've already got money if you put a 50 grand bet down. Yeah, he did well, 300 grand back. Uh, the pensioner made the bet at the uh, city branch of Ladbrokes in uh, Glasgow, which if you've ever been to Glasgow is essentially a collection of Ladbrokes and pubs. Uh, that's uh, and very drunk people. And uh, someone told me, I don't know if this is true, I have to look into this. I shouldn't really say it on the radio without fact checking it. The life expectancy in Glasgow is less than that of Baghdad. 
because they eat so much fried food and drink so much. I, I, I'll check it and I'll come back with... Actually, maybe... Could you check that for me? Could you please check the life expectancy in Glasgow? That's Elliot and listeners. See who won, See who's first. Text the answer in on 71010. Just get it off Wikipedia if you like. It's always reliable. Anyway, so this guy won $300,000. Well done to him. And uh, his name's Alex Donahue. And uh, he said uh, he said he's very pleased. And why wouldn't he be indeed? All right. And, and your text so far, someone says, life expectancy in Glasgow is 12. Right. I don't believe that. <laughs> what have you got, Elliot? Did you look it up? Yes, Vinny. Uh, I have a Wikipedia page, which is very, which is pretty authoritative, right? Um, hold on a sec. Uh, cities mortality rates are the highest in the UK and among the highest in Europe. Yeah. They've just built a new hospital. Yeah. So hopefully that will change. Uh, but they, they're not even sure why. Uh, I don't see the oh, bad I'll tell you guy. why. Fried food and booze. That's y- why. Yeah. <laughs> Various hypotheses uh, proposed, including vitamin D deficiency, cold winters, high levels of poverty, and high levels of stress. A yeah. culture of alienation and pessimism. <laughs> and I slagged wow. off towns in Ontario. Yikes. <laughs> there you go. There's balance for you. Uh, someone else texted in, uh, the age must be around 69. <laughs> I used a dirty number. Uh, lots of other people texting in about various other things as well. Actually, I didn't really pose a question, but um, I'm going to do it now. Going back to what we were saying earlier, what is your favourite town in Ontario other than Toronto and why? Because I was very critical of lots of Ontario towns earlier and I feel terribly naughty and I should be spanked. You've been very good to me and I embrace you as a culture. So tell me, what is your favourite town in Ontario and why? And you can text your answer in on 71010. And you're not allowed to lo- include Toronto because it's too obvious. All right. Um, someone says here, Ottawa is uh, Canada's capital and it's home of the Tulip Festival and where people steal your shoes. Yes. You were listening last week. True. Uh, someone else said, Chernobyl is a good way of describing Ontario Place. It was great in the 80s. $6 concerts, great restaurants and bars. It went down, downhill when they redid the amphitheatre and added the kids stuff. Keep your text coming in on 7, 10, 10. So, back to the UK election. This dude won $300,000. Not too bad. And David Cameron's in. He's got more seats than he used to have, which won't make a massive difference to the country, but will certainly be good news for bankers. And I really hope he'll stick to some of his promises and say that he's going to pump more money in to the NHS, the National Health Service. But we will see. But sometimes you have to question the whole thing. What is democracy? What actually is it? Wouldn't it be great if... Someone could tell us. Is there an alternative to it? So I join now by Robert Hazel, the Professor of Government and UK Constitution, with his hard-hitting interview on democracy with our own Philomena Kunk. I'm Robert Hazel, and I'm Professor of Government and the Constitution at University College London. What makes democracy a better way to pick a Prime Minister than just letting them take turns? I'm not sure how this alternative system would work, where you say... We let them take turns. Well, if, like, one does, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then another Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And suppose we were running a company. Would you allow any stranger to be in charge of it for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then a different person to be in charge Thursday, Friday, Saturday? That's not a sensible way to go about anything. What would happen if we voted to end democracy? How would we do that? Take a vote. And what would the vote say? I vote to end democracy. 
And what would we put in its place? Don't know. Well, it wouldn't be a very sensible thing to end one system of government without knowing what system of government you're going to replace it with. It's like saying, let's vote to leave our house without knowing where we're going to go and live next. No one's going to do that. I bet you are terrible to go on holiday with. <laughs> Taken from the fantastic Election Wipe, which is available on YouTube. That's uh, Robert Hazel being interviewed by Philomena Kunk. Always nervous of saying that word. Um, and uh, if you want to see the whole thing, I really, 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 really cannot possibly advise a better comedy than Charlie Brooker and his Screen Wipe series and or Charlie Brooker this week with Election Wipe. Just type in Charlie Brooker YouTube and you will wee your panties. And that's a comedy guarantee. Absolute genius. Uh, meanwhile, this week for the UK election in Wales, uh, an angry voter drew a picture of a penis on his ballot paper instead of an X for a Tory MP, and it counted as a vote, which is exactly the opposite of what he wanted to do, I think. Conservative MP uh, Glyn Davies today revealed how the voters' penis protest backfired by giving him an extra vote. And instead of being counted as a spoiled vote cock-up, the returning officer decided to count it as a proper X. Mr Davies said one voter decided to draw a detailed representation of a penis instead of a cross in my box on one ballot paper. Uh, he went on to say, amazingly, because it was neatly drawn within the confines of the box, the returning officer deemed it as a valid vote. Never draw a penis in a box. How rude! My name's Vinnie White. You're listening to The Vinnie White Show, I suppose we could call it that. It seems a fairly logical name. You're welcome to download it every week for free. I tell you what, I just give it away, don't I? Go to newstalk1010.com, click on Vinnie White and follow the links and you can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Giggle your way to work with Vinnie White. Or just sort of like cry. I don't know what effect it has on you. I don't know. Um, when we come back, I'm going to talk about wind chime theft. Someone's been stealing wind chimes. Why? And are wind chimes annoying or is it just me? Meanwhile, continue to text in your favourite places in Ontario. I'll say what you've come up with so far. Ah, oh, come on. That's mental. I didn't know that place existed. I fact-checked it. It exists. Someone says, my favourite place in Ontario, Balls Falls. Did you know about that, Elliot? Never heard of this place. Balls Falls. You can go to ballsfalls.ca. It's a conservation area in Ontario. Balls Falls. That'd be hard to do an ad for, wouldn't it? Do you like falls? Do you like balls? Balls Falls. It is a real place. I thought it's, maybe it was they were joshing, but it is. It's a conservation area, and they've made not. There's not one picture of testicles on their website. Why wouldn't you do that? There are rushing waters, however. Yeah, balls falls. That's mental. That's nearly as good as dildo in Newfoundland. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about your favourite places in Ontario. Keep it going on seven ten ten. What's your favourite town in Ontario, and why? I'm seeing that we're, we're obviously getting no satire and always honest answers from our listeners. Oh, I love you. Don't ever change. We'll be back in a minute on News Talk 1010. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. If you um, text in your favourite places in Ontario, 416... Sorry... 
text it on 71010. I'm so confused. Um, you can phone us as well on 416-872-1010. But you might just as well uh, text us on 71010. And uh, I'll read out your responses. Trying to promote Ontario after being somewhat critical of it earlier. Um, someone says Ottawa's the best place because they have the best beaver tails. Yeah, they, they do have good beaver tails. They do. Be expensive, though, I always think. That's how you make money in this world. Set up a beaver tail shop. About five, six bucks. Essentially, they're just a flattened donut with a small amount of toppings. And there's a, I used to live in Ottawa, and there was a place, the beaver tail stand next to the radio station I used to work at. I used to knock them out. And there's was, there was the only place in Ottawa. There's a line-up all day and all night. Good money in a beaver tail. Um... Someone says, uh, my favourite place in Ontario would be anywhere our horse-faced premier won't visit. Okay. I didn't know Celine was in. <laughs> um, they, they've gone on to say, have a good day, in that way that sort of stress a point, stresses a point. Do you know what I mean? I saw it in the dollar store the other day. Someone did that. Have you ever noticed you can use have a good day as have a good day, but you can also use it as to stress a point. Like the, the dollar store woman said, this won't scan. And so the woman that was paying for it or attempting to pay for it said, um, well, I'm not sure what you want me to do about that. And the woman said, well, I'll have to go and you'll have to go and get a new one. And the woman said, um, well, that's not really my job. I think I think you can go and get me a new one. Oh, it's really embarrassing. I don't know why she didn't just go and get one. So the woman went off to go and find it. It took ages because she didn't know where it was, the woman that worked there. Meanwhile, the other woman was standing there huffing and puffing. I said, she really annoyed me, actually. And then... She paid, and she goes, that wasn't so hard, was it? Now have a good day. Which means, it's, I think it means go F yourself. She's not actually saying, I hope you have a nice time with your kids in the garden later, the sun's out. She wasn't saying that. She was saying, have a good day. I might finish the show like that from now on. Thanks for your calls. Have a good day, or whatever. Uh, someone says, what about Niagara Lake wine country? Says John. Good point. Very true. Didn't even look at it. I went to a winery while I was in Windsor. Gorgeous. Right on Lake Erie, it was. There's some beautiful places there. Um, <laughs> someone says, I feel with some sarcasm. Brampton, it's got the best drivers. Has it? Has it? <laughs> Keep your favourite places in Ontario coming on um, 7, 10, 10. I'm really enjoying this show. It's really good. So many texts coming in. <laughs> Most of them sarcastic. You're my kind of people. Wind chime theft, wind chime theft. People have been stealing wind chimes. Organisers of the event uh, in a park in Xinjiang province in China decorated trees with more than a thousand musical ornaments. But only days after the festival opened this week, most of them had been looted. People are stealing. What's wrong with the world? Stealing wind chimes, stealing shoes. Get a grip. Uh, the China News Service reports that some people uh, were seen clambering up branches to secure their selected chime, and others used long hook poles to pull them down, the report says. There are a few wind chimes left, in fact, so few wind chimes, that other tourists arriving to see the wind chime festival, that's got to be the worst festival in the world, the wind chime festival, um, say that actually it wasn't even worth going. Uh, they actually said that it was fair, unfair, and they felt like they'd been tricked by false advertising. The Wind Chime Festival in China uh, was due to last the whole of May, 
but having lost its main attraction, the whole thing was called off on Wednesday. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm not alone on this. I hate wind chimes. I hate them. I don't like the tinkling and jingling and jangling and more tinkling. You might as well install a foghorn. At least you know when that's going to go off and it's hearty. Stupid wind chimes and wind me up. And weirdly, I think it's a control thing as well. I get more annoyed by other wind chimes, other people's wind chimes, than my own wind chime if I had a wind chime. Do you know what I mean? I haven't got a wind chime. That would be against everything I just stood for. But I, I can imagine wind chime owners are always a bit smug because the thing is they've always got the power to take it down. Whereas if you're a wind chime neighbour, oh, can you get a wind chime or clip on um, YouTube, Ellie? hard-hitting news talk station. Um, what drives people mad about wind chimes, as I say, is and water fountains, is they can't turn them off. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone on this. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that one's a... Yeah. I the think description the... says 10 hours of wind chimes <laughs> for sleeping or just in the background. 10 hours! I'll tell you what, that would be a way to get fired. Now on News Talk 1010, for the next 10 hours, you're going to listen to Wind Chime on Wind Chime 1010. Oh, it's so annoying, isn't it? I can't imagine people being relaxed by then. Text in if you like wind chimes. Someone just said, I thought I'd chime in. <laughs> wind chimes are interesting, says Mike. Um, why do people steal wind chimes? Because they can, someone else said. Yeah, but come on. There's no money in a wind chime, is there? Turn it off, Elliot. It's driving me proper mental. Thanks, mate. In fact, I, I wondered if I was the only one that hates wind chimes. So I spent a bit of time doing research and I found the top 17 most hated garden accessories in North America. And apparently this is quite a reliable poll. But before I tell you the top 17, and I can guarantee you that wind chimes are in there, let's take a call. Because we haven't done any today, and I feel a little bit me, me, me. Hello, Joe in Toronto. How you doing, Vinny? All right, mate. What's going on? I had a neighbor that had a wind chime across the street from me, and I didn't steal it. But what I did is, in the middle of the night, because it was bothering me, I just took it down and set it down on his porch. And then the next day, he put it back up. And then the next night, I put it back down. And then uh, finally, one day, I'm talking to him, and he mentions to me, like, somebody keeps taking his wind chime down. And I was like, maybe you should put it in the backyard because somebody's trying to tell you something. What? Like, so you didn't say, yeah, it was me. No, I didn't. I didn't fess <laughs> up to it. No. Is it still there? I uh, no, he moved. <laughs> oh, that's the best thing for wind chimers. That's Get rid it. of them. Yeah. Good for you, hey, mate. Buddy. Well done. Keep keep taking uh, anarchic action against those wind chimes. That's it, buddy. You have a good weekend. Cheers, buddy. Uh, we will talk about the 17 most hated garden accessories in North America. Wind chimes is in there. Is it number one? Oh, it's a cliffhanger on News Talk 1010. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. So three independent people have texted in. Yeah, three people, all different phone numbers, so there must be three people, and have all independently said that wind chimes are great for sex. It's got a chaff, hasn't it? Oh, in the background. Um, 
I don't understand why that is. Am I missing something? Elliot, you're a sexy person. You probably have lots of that. If you had a wind chime, would that improve your performance in the bedroom? I can't, I can't see how it would. I cannot see how it would. Three people say it. Some, someone, one, someone in this graphic detail, they said, wind chime is great for sex. Follow the beat and try and be a master pumper. That's uh, very creative. It's creative and absurd. But, um, you know, good for you. Maybe that's, um, maybe that's, yeah. All these people that like wind chimes, maybe that's what they're doing. While I'm getting irritated by the chime, maybe they're at it. Fornicating. Disgusting. Uh, 17 most hated garden accessories in North America. I can do you the countdown. I'll look this up. Apparently, they surveyed 5,000 people in both the US and Canada to come up with this list. Whether I believe it or not, I don't know. But some of them I can relate to. The 17 most hated garden accessories in North America. Number 17, garden ponds. I don't hate a pond. You might have a few mozzies, I guess. Uh, number 16, hot tubs. Well, that depends very much on who's in the hot tub, doesn't it? Because if my neighbours had a hot tub and they were, um, you know, 25-year-old Swedish women, I could overlook the irritation of the hot tub. I'm not saying I'm a pervert. I'm just heavily implying it. Uh, bird feeders at number 15, um, which I like birds in all their varieties, feathered and all. But so I can't really see the problem with that one. But these are the ones on the list. 14 sprinklers. Yeah, maybe if they shoot over the fence. Uh, number 10 of the most uh, hated garden accessories in North America is water fountains. Uh, number nine is soccer balls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a garden accessory. It's more of a sports equipment device, isn't it? Um, swimming pools. Sort of. I'll tell you what, there's a lot in Quebec that are above ground. I don't like them. Because you can see people getting in and out over your fence. It's really weird. You don't want that. Like, you have to climb up to them. They're basically just a giant bath. They're rubbish. Um, number seven, hanging baskets. All right, there's a lot of miserable people. What is wrong with a hanging basket? I don't know how you could be offended by a hanging basket. Uh, and the rest of the list of the, the most hated garden accessories in North America. Solar lights. Children's swings. Garden gnomes. Definitely, if you're on, if you take a lot of drugs, you don't want to be looking at gnomes. Um, oversized trampolines, yeah. Uh, trailers, and at number one, at number one, wind chimes. Yeah. So it's not just me; it's North America. If you've got a wind chime clanging away out there, pop yourself outside, take it down, and melt it down. There's a good person. Thanks ever so much. Uh, thanks so much for your text this week. It's been a good show. Well, I'm a bit biased, but I thought it was all right. Uh, Elliot, you're very good at pressing buttons. Well done. You pressed them in the correct order. Well done, you. Elliot, turn it off! <laughs> oh, I think I just popped a nerve. Uh, I'll see you next week. I might be filling in this week. I'm not sure, so keep an eye out during the day. Uh, always a pleasure. Never a chore. Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs>